From the backwoods of bloody Blair Bewitchment comes the found footage film to launch a million lost VHS tapes. The 1999 recovered video vortex that is the Blair Witch Project. When three filmmakers take a wrong turn at Albuquerque, they embark on a path of shaky, snot-filled insanity that gripped a nation. How many trips to Coffin Rock before you get blindsided? Does a map in a creek read right twice a day? And how many hide-and-seeks in an abandoned house does it take to create a new subgenre of cinema? Grab your stick, men. Make sure that's not the same log we just passed. And prepare yourself, boys, because we're about to meet the Blair Witch. Not the Chuddle. Chuddle. Surprise. Whoa. Oh, that's fantastic. Fuck good. If what the actual fuck was a movie, out of the mist and into the fog, it's Chuddle the Pod. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Chuddle the Pod, the horror movie club that takes a ridiculous look at the serious and schlocky world of horror movies, of horror films. My name is Brian and I am joined by my co-occupants of the pod, Ross and Sam. Today we kick the map into the creek and get a little lost as we discuss 1999's The Blair Witch Project. But before we get into it, Don't forget to jump into our Discord, the best place to continue this conversation with us, as well Mm -hmm. as other fans and past guests. You can Mm -hmm. also follow Chuddle the Sam at Chuddle the Sam on Letterboxd for all his movie opinions, and at Ross Purpose on Instagram for a peek at that sweet tattoo action and various other things. He's got a lot of fun stuff over there. I would, yeah. I, I think Sims Letterbox is great. I just haven't really go on Letterbox. I haven't go on Letterbox. So I don't know. Uh, I love Letterbox. <laughs> and last but certainly not least, we got to shout out our patron, Coven of Witches. Travis Maxwell Boone, the Witch Doctor of Doom. Doom. Paul Litch, the Ditch Witch. Witch. The Horror Bandwagon, the Witchy Wish Dragon. Dragon. Trevor, the Witch Master of Pleasure. Pleasure. Enrique Prejean, the witchy Cajon. Cajon. Your sacrifice gives us life, and we thank your beautiful souls. All right, so we're going to get into it. That's all our stuff off the top. Let's it. get into it. We did it. Good <laughs> job. All right, Blair Witch Project. Who made it? This movie is written and directed by Daniel My- Myrick, Eduardo Sanchez, and Heather Donahue has uh, writing credit on it because she did a lot of two. We'll, we'll get into that in a little bit. Sure. Some of our key players in the film are Heather Donahue as Heather Donahue, Michael C. Williams as Mike Williams, and Joshua Leonard as Josh Leonard. We, of course, have some various townsfolk, but we can get back to them in a little bit. It's time for the Gorometer. Let's start off there as we do, basically, on a scale of 1 to 10, Psycho to the Sadness. How gory is this film? How many cracks of the skull are you giving it? Yeah, I'm giving it a numero uno because mm-hmm. uh, it is not a bloody movie. No. I mean, there's one scene right. of that. If it weren't um, for that, it wouldn't. It'd be a zero. Oh, it'd be zero. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh my god, another scale would be the Blair Witch to the sadness because it really doesn't oh, yeah. have much. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm gonna. I, I was debated between a one to a one point five, but I think I'm just going to sit at a one. There really isn't much gore minus one scene, which we'll of course talk about. And still, that's pretty tame. Yeah, very. Yeah, it's a one. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Who is this horror forer? This question is pretty much asking what kind of horror subgenre it belongs to. How to watch it alone, a group, both, whatever, or is it for beginners as well? Well, first of all, I mean some found footage witch shit. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like if found you like footage. found footage, this is like one of the granddaddies. This is, the, this is footage, the granddaddy, so. right? Yeah. There's um, there's been ones before it, but this, but this is, is what popularized the yes. genre. Yes, this is the one that kind of uh, sparked imitators, made, made it a real thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all Legitimized. the <laughs> Yeah, it um, it's for beginners for sure. I think this is a great beginner horror movie. Oh yeah, in a group or by yourself. I don't know if it's a great group movie like to watch and have a laugh. I mean, well, It'd be to fun have a to laugh, get together and be scared no. at, but yeah. like to watch and have like. I don't know, a jaunt, <laughs> not so much. Well, I don't think, I think just be, I think in a group setting could go either way. So yeah, sure. It's definitely not It's a just fun. not like a riffing movie, I don't think. Maybe it could no. be, I don't know. After it doesn't feel many viewings, like at yeah. this point, I think we could all sit around and like, almost yeah. like, you know, you throw spoons while you watch The Room, we'll throw maps when he gets kicked into the creek. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> It is. No, this, is a, this is a really good mm-hmm. one too for um because it's so low on the gore meter is that like you could this is an introductory horror movie to anybody getting into the genre um you may have mixed feelings about the movie but it is definitely an entry-level movie for sure i yeah i agree in the sense that it's entry level for a lot of different aspects for horror in general and for found footage just because of what it did and what it started i mean to to bleed into who is it not for i mean this movie kind of started one of the crazes of being notorious for causing people to have motion sickness i mean that was like Mm yes a big thing about it it's like oh i couldn't watch it i'd leave the theater i mean it did it for a lot of people because it's found footage i guess what's the um (laughs) what's the opposite of claustrophobia if you don't like the outdoors you're gonna hate this movie uh the thing yeah i don't know agoraphobic i guess it'd be the thing when you're agoraphobic and you want to stay in your house all the time yeah yeah the closest this will kind of wrap into horror is it for as well because i want to talk about who picked it why in our history this is this is my pick and this is uh very nostalgic and special to me uh i never got the unfortunately i never got the chance to see it in the theater so i'd always love Mm. to do that but i remember first seeing it i believe was at my parents house in a group setting i had a few people over four or five or so and we were hanging out i don't know if it was sleepover whatever pitch black in the parents living room and they weren't home for whatever reason i remember uh like it freaked the hell out of me i think some of my friends were scared as well and then some were just you know joke and you know you have your range sure. of everyone but i remember after it, i had to go and let the dog out back in like where i lived growing up it wasn't like a huge wooded area out behind my house but there was definitely like trees and wooded area back there and i was like this sucks oh, <laughs> i'm scared totally. <laughs> is this the house that i would that it, that i would have been to yeah i mean my yeah, yeah with the pool and all that yeah, yeah yeah for sure uh that's hilarious i know what wooded area you're talking about that is so, like this not it's barely a wooded area <laughs> but at, but at nighttime you don't know <laughs> sure that. nighttime you just watch player witch you're a kid i get it 100 a kid well, i was also- 15 <laughs> <laughs> um, you were 15 that's 99 after right it came out uh it came out in 99 see, wait how old would i have been in 99 if i was born uh, in 85 14 14 october of 99 i think is when it came out so i was just around you just turned 14 14 yeah i, I was bad at math that's fine uh, that's no problem it's just but i still, know i was one 13, year off yeah. right but when i for some reason 13 and 15 felt like a huge difference uh-huh. <laughs> Because it is when you're 13 and 15, you know? Right. 
<laughs> well, I was, I was whatever age I was, I was, I was a scared little yeah. boy about it for sure. Because I mean, right yeah, it, the, the, the marketing for it, all of that. Oh, yeah. me oh dude. Uh, also, I mean, there was like a discrepancy even when the movie was out in theaters, if this was real or not. Right. Not a discrepancy. The whole marketing campaign and everything about it was that this is a real thing. This is a real thing. Like these guys found this footage and put it together to make a movie. The marketing was a year beforehand. They started doing all that stuff. The discover they mentioned in the beginning, like the Discovery Channel did a thing on it or whatever. I watched that special on it Mm -hmm. before the movie came out. And like, could not wait to see the movie because I definitely thought was it was real. Was that the Curse of the Blair Witch one? Yes. I mean, yes. Which is I definitely what- thought it was real. And I, my mom took me to see it, like, I think maybe opening weekend. It played at Burns Court, which is like the art Indeed. house theater yeah. in Sarasota where Brian and I are from. It wasn't at Hollywood. It wasn't anywhere. It wasn't at uh-huh. any of the main things, but at the indie independent theater, you could go. And then I think I maybe rented it when it first came out. And then I haven't seen it since because it did not have that kind of impact on me. (laughs) Ross, what's your history? No, I remember when it first came out, seeing it in, I think I saw this in theaters. It's, oh, dude, I just remember being thoroughly freaked out. The fact of thinking it was real, like the fact of like, and it wasn't even a supernatural thing for me. It was like, oh, man, these people got murdered by someone in the woods. <laughs> and like, I don't know. It wasn't even like the idea of anything supernatural happening. Mm-hmm. But it was the fact of like, you're just watching shit. a snuff film. I'm watching. A well, snuff. It's like, like, how do they get a snuff film? It's hard to believe theater? that it's real. Yeah, because that's it was all pushed as real. But you're like, this it can't be real, right? <laughs> like, yeah, it was still that. It, it was 99. It's early it's internet. It's being sold it's to early, you that way. All it was that the stuff. first it's movie that did all that viral thing to make it seem like it's yeah, real. And They had a I website. Mean, Ross, I remember you with uh, Batman and their all their viral marketing. Like This oh, was the first yeah, one yeah. to like really take off with that type of thing. Because it was 99. It was really when the internet was ripe for that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. Oh. And it was the idea of like... <laughs> It's in, in kind of a very innocent way. It's like when the dawning of that, like, dude, everything you took, you took at face value. Like, okay, this has a website. This is real. Mm-hmm. Like, I had is- a book. It was a book about the Blair Witch and accounts of what happened in the movie and like talking about the interviews and stuff. It's a book written as if all of this was real. And like, right. I, I have it somewhere. The, I tried I will- looking for it before <laughs> we did this, but I couldn't find it, but yeah. I still have that. I carried that thing around with me like a Bible. I studied, like I was, again, the, like this was a thing that I was like, I need to know that's more. It. That's adorable. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> the marketing did a number on me. I was like sold hook, line and sinker. The hype, I was like, could not wait to see it. I think the trailers for this movie were some of those trailers where you saw like night vision shots of the audience screaming and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was like, like i just could not fucking wait i was so hyped and i was let down and i was excited for this rewatch because it was Mm -hmm. the first time probably since maybe 2000 that i had seen it and certainly as an adult um so it was really curious as to how and without any of that hype you know what i mean Mm -hmm. at this point it's like just 20 year old movie that helped popularize the genre so (laughs) yeah precisely but i was I was in that the marketing, the hype, that was the most memorable oh, yeah. part about well, it coming think, out for me. I think that specifically shot it into the stratosphere. 
Because if I think you went under the auspice of this wasn't being real and it being like a oh kind of a one on the Gorometer and like you know as a horror film, it's kind of like I thinking it's real really played a huge integral part on how I agree. It, how affected when I, my first viewing and then subsequent like mythos around it. Even you know? if you were unsure if it's real, you're yes. you still right. believe that it could like is this real and that that and that's I mean, enough. Realistically, a lot of found footages nowadays could still try to take that marketing aspect towards it, but because it's mm-hmm. such a because it's a well-known no. genre now, mm-hmm. they yeah. they just had the benefit of really kicking this thing off and just making it go everywhere because it was such a yeah. new big well, subgenre that you could do something like that. Be like, is this, it real? And now this here we a, are and I've a, watched like four found footage movies in a row this past yeah. week. Like. <laughs> 100%. Like this is, but I, I agree with you, Brian. Like this is, you can only do, <laughs> I mean, it's lovingly like a film version of like War of the Worlds. Like you can only do like a radio broadcast once talking about an alien invasion and people freaking um, the fuck out mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then being like, and then, you know, you can't pull that three years later because I was That's like, someone already did that. You know what I mean? A like, very good analogy of it. Yeah, this is precisely. Great analogy. Yeah, perfect. Okay. All no, right. It turns out that's not really true. <laughs> Sorry to bust everybody's bubble. But it, the Blair it's Witch is true. But, yeah. Now would be the time to stand in the corner because spoilers are a coming. <laughs> but first, a quick synopsis. In October of 1994, three student filmmakers disappeared in the woods near Burkittsville, Maryland, while shooting a documentary. A year later, their footage was found. That is, of course, the famous tagline and opening to the movie, but to elaborate just a bit further, the Blair Witch Project follows amateur documentarians Heather, Josh, and Mike as they venture into the woods of Maryland to document the tale of the Blair Witch. Soon after their adventure begins, they find themselves increasingly lost and seemingly followed all right behind the scenes i got a lot of stuff here oh, yeah. and i narrowed down a lot of it but there's just a, a lot to Whatever's talk about interesting. This yeah, all, i don't care yeah, how which much is fantastic so fun thing it took eight days to shoot this film but about eight months to edit because Uh-oh. there's a shit ton of footage that you don't just see filming all that <laughs> exactly so to get down to that and the original cut of this was like two and a half hours or something ridiculous. oh my god oh, wow. a lot of Glad the documentary stuff long. that you saw was it's just part of the original movie, mm-hmm. but then they just cut it down to their a little. Uh, that's adventure. smart that they did that. Yeah, it's the three choice, leads. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, they cut it down. It, it's cut down very well. Uh, the three leads were led to believe that the Blair Witch was a real legend during the filming. It wasn't until after the release of the film that they found out that the filmmakers made up the legend. Interesting. That's fun. So even the <laughs> actors are like, yeah, no, this is a real thing. I mean, you're obviously you're acting, but the Blair Witch is yes. Real. So they're like, obviously, you know, you're making this little fake documentary, but this legend's true of what this right. was that happened here, because they were actually also given no more than I think it's a 35 page outline of this mythology behind it before shooting oh. begun. So that's what they had to work with. <laughs> what a beautifully Kubrick thing to do to be like, all right, guys, we're in the middle of this woods, and uh, I mean, this is all real. But this isn't real. Like you guys are acting, but <laughs> a lot of this crazy shit happened yeah. around here in this exact spot we're about to video. Yeah, it's all real crazy shit. But everything you're doing is totally fake. But this it's is totally real. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Heather Donahue wrote her own monologue for the initial scenes in the documentary. So she did a bunch mm. of that. They really liked her. Apparently, the original uh, script was intended for three filmmakers, but when Heather came in to advent, uh, 
auditioned. They loved what she did and just kind of fell in love with her. So they put her in that kind of lead role. Oh, cool. This is where we kind of get into production stuff. That's pretty interesting. The directors kept in touch with the actors. So all three of them via walkie talkie. So they had Mm. communication obviously to, for ensure that they don't get really too lost (laughs) during the trek, but apparently they got lost at about at least three times. So they were just off on their own without it. The directors weren't like behind the camera while they were shooting. No, it's all them by themselves out there. And then the, wow. the director and you know, all the other people and walkie-talkie out distance. of sight. Walkie-talkie yeah. distance. Because the, the initial shot where they're walking away from the car, they're already going in their own direction and we're lost for like an hour. <laughs> 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 so they had to like, you know, like find them again because they had specific places they obviously wanted them to get to. Right. Yeah. So. During shooting in the woods, the actors were, like I said, mostly out of contact with the directors and crew, um, but they were close by. The cast was given a walkie-talkie to contact them in an emergency and a GPS device, which was used to locate pre-positioned crates that they had set up in the woods that had like a little flag on it. The crate contained instructions for what to do on the day shoot, notes from the directors, fresh film cans as well as snacks water and other supplies and then then that's where they also would deposit like the film they shot old stuff yeah uh for the day and wow. they could take the crew also set up the tents uh, and like broke down the tents at all the locations oh, that's nice so that's why you never see them really fussing around with those too much <laughs> Did and- we, um didn't they also like uh, give them less and less food every day in those crates as like the shooting progressed? Mm-hmm. To promote discord between the actors, the directors deliberately gave them less and less food each day of shooting. So <laughs> it eventually got to the point where it was like they would get like an apple and like a That's power cute, bar like, right? and water. <laughs> wow. um, so the reactions from Heather, Mike and Josh when they discovered that they've walked all uh, south all day ended up in the same spot are real because they had no idea that they were doing that and were just going to be like kind of looped around into the same spot. So when they realize where they are, they're kind of like upset. It's it's terrible. Oh, wow. But to maintain the film's fear factor, the three main actors agreed to always kind of like stay in character during the entire eight days of filming. But periodically, if an actor had to break from character, then the other two actors had to break from character as well. And they would do that by saying their safety word, which was taco. So if they also <laughs> taco, they would break this apparently this had to happen sometimes with like the director would call out taco because they would have to approach and be like you you kind of did what we needed you to do but you have to do something a little bit different (laughs) like there's only a few times where they had to intervene they tried to do it very small amount and kind of let the actors do their thing the actors were requested to interview the townspeople so all you have all those interviews in the beginning um Mm -hmm. which oftentimes well Actually, there a lot of them were planted by the directors, but oh, the awesome. actors didn't know that and were just kind of like unrehearsed with it, or maybe they they did oh, kind of did it. Yeah, so it, the, it the townsfolk to had something them to say. thinking that it's real. If they're mm-hmm. like, "All right, go ask that guy," and that guy's like, "Oh, Blair Witch? Yeah, I know the Blair Witch." <laughs> like, <laughs> well, my favorite one is the woman with the child. She was just on the street. That's a woman that they did find on the street, and they're like, "Tell your account of the Blair Witch," and she just went off into this thing about it i don't go up there again the little the little kid that's like no it was all just like it just happenstance and it just really has so the authenticity that's yeah. an awesome mom that's yeah <laughs> you'll notice at points too like josh isn't a real cameraman so there's a lot of shots especially like the interview with like the old lady that are out of focus yeah you don't say 
Yeah, that's because he didn't know what the hell he was doing with the camera. And well, it's the real him camera, is, yeah, seems much worse than the doc, the, the behind the scenes camera. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here we go with like kind of uh, each of the three leads were required to sign a release granting the production permission to mess with your head. The most powerful example of this would probably be the the late night 10 attack. Neither of the three actors knew it was coming and their terror, confusion and flight or flight, flight or fight responses all real. Good thing they were recording. Yeah. How did they? Well, I think they were probably like, you know, like there's probably some level of like there'll be some sounds around like have your camera and they're supposed to be in character or whatever. And we'll get into the characters themselves in a little bit. We talked about their kind of big marketing campaign, which was a huge reason of its success. A fun little thing here. So Miramax passed on the opportunity to acquire this. And the person who decided to pass, Jason Blum. Huh. Yeah. And he's later became big for producing another found footage film that was hugely popular, Paranormal Activity. So I feel like as soon as he saw Paranormal Activity come across his desk, he's like, I ain't passing this one up. Like this is... I ain't making that mistake again. Yeah. So that's a fun little thing. And then the that's film uses the word fuck 154 times. Oh, wow. So there you go. there's other little bits and stuff that we can kind of like spruce in when we talk about specific scene stuff. But sure. uh, otherwise, that's like a lot of the, the behind the scenes, more or less. Let's I'd say now is the time to light our torches and descend deep underground as we take the Blair Witch Project through our catacomb of questions. All right, so our our questions here, we got about three groups of six questions, and tonight we're going to start off with the first six project. These first six questions are for us to get into the movie and pretty much talk about what we liked. So scenes, lines, interactions, characters, scares, kills, and gore. This is, this is the time to go for more. I don't know. <laughs> I, that, was really that was really good. I, I mean... Just the the start of this movie, the setup, those that first title card of in 1994, the whole spiel. Even that's uh, shaky. <laughs> even even that's shaky. <laughs> that really sets the tone. Right. <laughs> I um, mean, this is for love it <laughs> for as shaky as this movie is. This is one of the best examples of me actually buying the characters there's a lot of found footage movies where a lot of characters aren't very believable to me and all this trio is insanely (laughs) i i agree i think when i was younger i never truly appreciated heather and her acting because i think she pulls a lot of it and especially knowing how much is improv and her devotion to this i don't know ahab character going after her white whale of the documentary i don't know is like i think she's a good way to describe it great at it and i was i mean i've always been forgiving of found footage ever since seeing this from the first time and just the shakiness never made me nauseous so i was never upset at it and just Mm -hmm. didn't care i was like that would totally be what happens i I feel like that would be me yeah i just record it and just fucking then also run away and it would, it would shake everywhere. And God knows I made that video a million times like everyone else. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I think and speaking, so, so speaking to characters, I think she is, is great. She actually had, there's big problems between her and Josh. So she fights with Mike yeah. a lot in the movie, yeah. but in real life, she had a lot of problems with Josh, the person 
and they were oh, fighting in with each other too much and that was one of the few oh. times that the directors had to come in and kind of be like you're going really hard like calm down <laughs> oh wow and they obviously cut all that footage out to make it seem like he was almost like the more mellow guy at times certainly yeah, yeah it's it's especially how he's portrayed sure. in the cut sure uh he's <laughs> See that? Uh, he's a um i i feel the most unfortunate for him you know what I mean? Because it's like I always he, felt for Mike for some reason, even though he's an see, asshole. Yeah, and he kicked the goddamn fucking. He just kicked that fucker into the creek. Wrapped yeah. into the creek and <laughs> fucking thought that shit anyway. was hilarious. <laughs> I I don't like any of them. I I mean I I find them all unlikable. In terms well, of just, people, like in terms of I'm I don't like them. I don't want to hang out with these people, but I no. think mm-hmm. I just they sympathize portray with Josh. these characters i didn't like well yeah like i, I just sympathize <laughs> with josh because like he just seemed like a union guy like he's sitting there going like i'm just here to fucking videotape this shit and do this thing I, and like i just want i'm just here to do my job and then the job goes horribly wrong <laughs> i felt like, like that was more like mike mike was the one that was hired on yeah. to do the audio i think josh and heather are supposed to have known each other before like teen, yeah they were they're they're kind of doing this together. I mean, she's leading it, but they, I got the sense for sure that they'd worked together before. That's because yeah. Mike, they're, they're like, nice to meet you. <laughs> she said, nice <laughs> to meet you. You know? Yeah. And then he just loses his goddamn mind. That is fun. I mean, I love the, the map kicking. Like I just kicked that fucker. Oh. Out of the, yeah. He didn't. Uh, yeah. So I don't remember any to of this movie. And so okay. I could not believe that when he said that. I oh, was that's like, so funny. That's fun. not going to be real, right? He's got to be joking. Like, why the fuck would anyone do that? That's insane. That's still an insane thing to do. <laughs> yeah. So that happened. The Blair Witch made him do it. Well, I think he, <laughs> well, what happened is one of the dropped messages. So the people would get messages to them in the crates. So mm-hmm. he received a message one day telling him that he was the one who would have to be the, one to destroy the map somehow so he mm-hmm. improvised on the spot that he would kick it into the river and he thought actually that heather and josh saw him do it so he did it but didn't really say anything and just carried the information with himself to the day of filming and then right before the moment to reveal it is when he reveals it to the other two so they didn't know at that point mm-hmm. and he was just told beforehand go get rid of the map somehow he thought but- they saw yeah so when she went That's to so find good. the map and couldn't find it, that was a genuine, like, I can't find the map moment. Yeah, they couldn't. Fi- yeah, they weren't able to find it. And then he then he just reveals That's it amazing. later on that he kicked that fucker into the creek. Wow. And they just- <laughs> oh, I love it. It's yeah, it's, you know, it's weird just because obviously I think for me, one of the one of the gnarliest scenes is the double back scene where they realize that they've been there before and they've been walking for like, what is a 15 hours in Mm -hmm. a straight line and they're still coming back to where they've been. I love the progression of the nights and the creepiness that starts happening where it's just, you wake, they wake up one morning, they didn't record anything that night and it comes out. I was like, yeah, I thought I heard some weird shit going on. Like, like rocks Mm -hmm. breaking or something like that yeah cackling cackling i just love the feeling of the it building and it's still it it gets me in a a nostalgic sense now but i i I still get that feeling of when i was first seeing it the first reveal they're fucked because you know they're fucked (laughs) uh dude the first reveal of the gallery of stickmen oh well yes it's like 
oh, especially like in just the varying sizes, like that monolith one, and then all the smaller ones. Just I always love that scene. I was, I don't know, I was a weird little kid. I was like always in the woods because there was a larger wooded area by my house, but it was like right down Mm -hmm. the road that I would go into all the time. And I always half wanted to find some weird shit like that in there, but then obviously not. You didn't (laughs) some rock piles. Didn't you? Wouldn't you like tie sticks together and leave them? I definitely tied sticks together. I'm sure. And like I, I would leave one. I played in the woods as well growing up, and after watching that, even though I wasn't like crazy about it, I would leave shit around the woods that I thought looked witchy, hoping people would find it and be like, "Oh no, a witch was here." Yeah, I definitely did. I was just hoping I found some other kid that I guess that was doing that to me. (laughs) And obviously, like, the the big one, like, the big scene is the end. Like, the house. Corner boy. Oh, my God. Dude, the the handprints, all the... I mean, it didn't get, like, terrified level where it's on the ceiling, but, like, it's definitely, like, hip height. There's a whole bunch of hand smudges. A bunch of kid handprints on the wall. Yeah. Ugh. God. Yeah, that's and like kid height. And then them splitting up like where Mike just just like bolts to the basement where it's you would think logically that would be the worst idea, but you've seen these guys mentally degrade throughout the entire movie to the point of like they're both hysterical. Like they're barely keeping it together together. <laughs> right, <laughs> you know they're I mean? hearing like, the calls of Josh who had like disappeared the night or two yes. before. So like Except for the gift. Oh, well, they could, yeah, they get a gift. So, I mean, that's what leads them to the house. And that's supposed to be Rustin Parr's house, which was a story that was told in one of the interviews in the beginning. Yeah. One of the people. Seven children. Yes. Right. So it's almost like they don't even run into the Blair Witch. They run into the ghost of this guy from the other story. (laughs) It's kind of, if you think about it, based on what happens at the end, because he was the one that made him do that because he didn't, he was just being told by the Blair Witch to kill the kids, but not how to do it. He tells them to stare in the corner because he didn't like them staring at them while he did it. So, yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Wow. Sam <laughs> goes to that guy. <laughs> He's in the basement. The Blair, the Blair Witch might like steer them in. there. I or think something. I think she's the one that can like lure them in. Yeah, and all that oh, like yeah. do the voices. She's mm-hmm. she's in the closet doing Josh's voice, screaming out, <laughs> "Help, guys!" Yeah, that's actually that was her only superpower. Is just she can just throw her voice, mm-hmm. and then it's, she's basically a ventriloquist. Perfect. So ventriloquist, ventriloquist. <laughs> She's a, she's your classic ventrilo witch. She was supposed to be well building up to that night. I mean, what I like I said, I like each of the nights for how they progress, and then you hear the the the, the rocks clacking one night. Mm-hmm. That was all done by them setting up like giant speakers in the forest oh. and just like having a microphone and then like clacking rocks together. Then it would just like Holy echo shit. all around them. So again, the actors didn't know this was going to happen. And then they just hear like this fucking crazy clacking, echoing going around. And then the the same thing with like the kids laughing and chattering and stuff. That was all speakers set up. That was pre-recorded. So off-putting. <laughs> children, children laughter in the middle of the night. And then they're all in the middle of shaking the on the thing. Where you're supposed to be alone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Now, do you think the shit popped off after they knocked over the stone? Uh, 
Yeah, so I was wondering about that today. Because, I mean, the night before is when they say they heard cackling. But But nothing super crazy. But nothing crazy happened. But then, do you think, like, she's kind of like, maybe I'll fuck with them, but if they knock over one of my piles <laughs> i think it was yeah. inevitable the blair witch doesn't seem like the type of thing to be like well you can pass through as long as you don't touch my stuff like she's you gonna play like she's i'm gonna fuck you with you and as long as you ignore me the whole time it'll be fine oh you look bam right? <laughs> hey it could be she could be like yeah don't look at me type of person that's why she had to get rustin par to do the actual killing presumably oh, yeah. and he doesn't like to be looked at either yeah exactly this whole like looking at <laughs> yeah, thing going on. i think we really stumbled across something that doesn't get discussed much <laughs> yeah. and that's the don't look at me aspect of the blair witch project because i mean yeah there's the the grand scene well not the grand scene but the shaking on the tent then they run out and we have the what the fuck is that thing that's you're supposed oh, to yeah. see yeah, like, you're supposed to see her but you don't see her again yeah but yeah, in that scene, there's an actual person in all white chasing them off to the side in the woods, but oh. they didn't pan the camera over to look at it. <laughs> so you never see it. So you just have re- what it is. And then they yep. didn't reshoot it. Yeah. That's cool. I kind of like that. 100%. I would not want to have seen it after all these years thinking about it. And I still have, yeah. like, I think it plays better that you don't ever see the Blair Witch because she's not there. Wow. It's Rustin Parr. Oh, I like it. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Except, uh, what was it? McFarlane Toys came out with yes. Blair Witch action figures mm-hmm. of what they thought the Blair Witch would look like. Yeah, some crazy, witchy, woodsy. McFarlane ass looking thing, I assume. Yeah, yeah. McFarlane ass looking thing. <laughs> <laughs> I think also, I mean, like, there's all these little bits, but then when Josh disappears, I always remember that sticking with me imagine you know all three of us are out wake up one night one of us is gone he was instructed as well to sneak out in the middle of the night after everyone goes to sleep and just disappear and don't tell them so they wake up to was him it like in come to us gone. you can't was it oh yes <laughs> just disappear just go. okay? you're gone man <laughs> get out of here here's a bus ticket yeah That's josh is josh is also like all his shouting in the final scene were pre-recorded and played through those speakers hidden throughout the woods as well i gave it like yeah the where's it coming from type of sound quality yeah which he's happy about because <laughs> apparently he had a he really wanted to leave and since they had that all pre-recorded and he was supposed to disappear he was able to go because he there was a jane's addiction concert he wanted to go to <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome Guys, I got tickets for this Jane's Addiction thing. Could you just like kill me off real quick? Yeah, just get me, get me out. It's like I can't be with Heather. Pull anymore. one of my own teeth okay. out and put it into a, into into my shirt. And that would have been a cool scene. One of the big things, I mean, obviously as well, we have the classic shot. It's the the poster, the close up of her oh, with yeah. the confection, the confession. You know, I'm sorry to my mother and all mm-hmm. that stuff. We got satirized and spoofed a million times. Exactly. That shot was unintentional. It wasn't supposed to be that close. She didn't know she was that zoomed in on her face. and so. But we still got that, and it's super effective. And they obviously kept it all in. Heather Donahue herself is kind of feels haunted by this movie. And, well, she feels upset by the fact that she used her full name as the thing because 
there's no escaping it at that point. Like, yeah, because <laughs> it's like you're the character at that point. Exactly. So then everyone just obviously relates you to the snotty mess that was on mm. the screen, and that's all she's thought about. She goes under like a different name right now. I mean, she, it's no, it's, just, it's not hidden who she is, but but right. she just uses a different name to just go about mm-hmm. life and everything, which is, I don't know that, that I'm I'm saddened. This is a stage name. Now. Yeah, I'm <laughs> saddened by by the 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 harm the it's causing caused that because oh, of how much totally. pleasure i've gotten out mm. of this movie the final scene like you said rustin parr's house heather and mike weren't told what to expect when they got into the basement and mike was basically just told when you get in this house try your best to go up and down and get as far away from and keep heather as far behind you as you can so then he went down into the basement and i think there's like two production people or something hidden in there that just kind of like quietly grab the camera, place him into the corner. Then Heather comes screaming in and they like grab the camera, place it on the ground and just like kind of hold it, like do whatever. And then that's how it ends. But they had no idea. Like apparently the first time they should, they had to be shot twice because Heather Donahue said the first time they did it, she was so scared. She was like, she was hyperventilating and had to be like, calm down. <laughs> and so then they're like, we got to <laughs> shoot it again. So I mean, yeah, yeah. that's the kill. It's like a, you that's said, amazing. That those are our only kills. I mean, yeah, right. We don't the, uh, assuming that they get killed. Yeah. yeah, and the only, I mean, literally the only. Maybe blood. they're stuck in a time loop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, who knows? There is. <laughs> there's not much in terms of gore besides, like we said, we get yeah. a little you package. You open the package up, and it's like a tooth. I think it's and, yeah, uh, teeth in there. Is that what it was? Yeah. Tooth, maybe a nose. I don't know. There's. I thought it was a nose. There's maybe. meat. There's in teeth there, in there for sure, for sure. because yes. some of the teeth mm. were came from someone. They're real human teeth. They came from one of the production mm. people. Mm. Like I have some teeth. Sacrificed it all. Uh-huh. <laughs> I got teeth. Oh, one of my favorite lines <laughs> is I never gave Mike any fart allowance when they're just hanging out in the tent. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm not if allowed I to have a cigarette here. Yeah. <laughs> scare wise i mean i think i was to this day it's hard to judge how much it scares me i can still remember the feelings and the the ominous tone it gave me but i just know it so well that i'm not like right Right. well like i said i'm a big boy now i don't get scared but uh i do remember when i was a kid that the uh when they find the stick figures (laughs) i don't know what to call the decorations uh, I remember that scaring me. And then the very end, uh, when she runs down after Mike and you see him standing there facing the corner, that was just like, a, oh, fuck. And then the camera gets knocked down and it's over. Yeah. But that was really it. Even then, I think that was part of why I was so disappointed because I was like so excited. I loved horror movies at this point. I was like, I am going to be scared out of my fucking mind. And then it like wasn't that scary. <laughs> I um, I definitely liked when you could hear Josh in the distance and mm-hmm. then like him getting tortured or screaming, that was just like, Oh God. Cause you already saw the package. So you're like, Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. He's now being, it's obviously either uh ventriloquist, wait, ventriloquist, uh, or he's missing a few parts and he's just being tortured in the woods somewhere. I think it's a little bit of both. 
I think like she did some torturing on her own and then just like once she learned his voice, she could repeat that. Mm -hmm. Those are just recorded phrases. (laughs) She just kind of like she can't say new things. Opens her mouth and it just comes out. (laughs) A megaphone. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Ventriloquist. Her lips or anything. She is a ventriloquist. For sure. So, I mean, that's kind of it to wrap up our first six here. Before we get into the back 12, we are going to go ahead and take a quick break. And we're back. Thank you so much to our kind sponsors for those lovely words of encouragement. So here we go into our back 12 questions for our next grouping of six. We're going to go ahead and get into right about now. Calling this one Book of Shadows, first six, two. So. (laughs) I see what you did there. First question, would we survive? Would I mean, no. No. I guess not. It's tough cuz I'm assuming I lose all sense of like reality like even if she's moving your compass so you're going east but it keeps turning you in circles you could be like all right fuck it I'm going to follow the sun or something but I feel like even that wouldn't work. Right. So I remember always trying to be like I would, I would, I'd climb a tree man. I just start climbing a tree and looking so I could see how to get out of there <laughs> man. This Blair Witch ain't going to get me but no I think she is fucking with more than just like the compass and just yeah. making right you know, i think i think she could manipulate time and space in a way that no matter what you think of it's not going to work time loopy, time dimensional, dimensional pocket thing yeah i always pictured a lot of that lately yeah right i always a lot pictured, of that going around <laughs> a lot of it Sorry. Um, <laughs> got a touch of the time dimensional pocket yeah, it's, it's an <laughs> epidemic right now that's it's it's trending like every no, day i always just consider this trick they make as like a giant roach motel like the second they're in it they're not getting out and like right they'll either be killed by the blair witch or they will starve that's, to death or that's the original tagline <laughs> <laughs> in, in 1994 three filmmakers got stuck into a giant <laughs> roach <laughs> i mean the they second they went the in out. they weren't getting out i think they could have gotten out of it i think they could have gotten out of it after maybe the first night when they just heard some cackling, yes. I think if they maybe backtracked, then I think there was still been maybe some leeway. I don't know if they were going trapped. back to that rock pile theory, huh? Well, not necessarily the rock pile theory. Just I think I don't know. Just the theory that maybe it escalates because it escalates. So maybe she needs to be building energy deep enough in territory they hadn't crossed the threshold. Something yet. Totally like maybe it was when they walked across the log that they couldn't go back. Fun thing is, is like uh, at one point Heather says something about another wanting to if i never have to cross another river on a log again i'll die a happy person she mm. never crosses another one after that point eh, I <laughs> yeah. Gotta. any ideas for survival <laughs> oh no no 100 no. we would we would be nuked from mm-hmm. jump street yeah i mean like yeah because it's yeah you're either gonna get started yeah get gunk killed. street <laughs> gunk street <laughs> i mean <laughs> <laughs> Goo. Goo. Goo for sure on Gunk Street. All right. That's that's a new one. That's going into the Gunk lexicon Street. of shuttle words. Gunk Street. A nightmare I, on Gunk Street. Oh. Uh, yeah. Goo from Gunk Street. I mean that I think a nightmare on Gunk Street was the alternative title for the Outwaters. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. One hundred percent. That's fucking Gunk Street for sure. Okay. A lot of gunk in that one. Sam, I'm curious. This is like uh, Did anything pull you out of this movie? Kind of. Or like, I slowly was like less and less involved the more it just became them yelling all the time. Um, So I guess the yelling all the time kind of pulled me out of this movie. That's a lot of people's complaint, yeah. 
yeah yeah the rest of the like you know i'm i've apparently i'm a little found footage guy i've seen a ton of found footage dead stream is <sighs> my one boy of the best dead stream is the best um yeah but it, in my humble opinion um a little comedy but uh watched all the vhs i guess i just didn't realize you know how much i do like the genre so all that aspect doesn't bother me um it's really just the like now we're gonna yell at each other for the last 30 minutes or however long sure yeah ross you know i honestly i was engaged the entire movie i don't think there was really any part of this that pulled me out of it i agree but it's so ingrained in me it is something that i will say because i mean I put it on, I watched it deliberately. Then I also put it on in the background while I was writing notes and stuff about it. But I often found myself, mm. we'll talk about this later in readings, going and just kind of like sitting there and just watching it and not actually doing the thing I needed to do. So I, I guess I was pulled in. I, I get pulled into it just like, again, I, I know all the words and all the things that are coming up, but I, I have fun with it. I love all the the yelling that they're doing on each other. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. They start singing. <laughs> when they start singing the fucking national anthem or Star Spangled Banner. Yeah. This uh, is America. Mm-hmm. You can't get lost here anymore. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, it's fun. It's fun. We're having fun. We're friends and we're having a good time. <laughs> what kind of tone or vibe did it have? Well, I mean, lost. A lost tone, a vibe. A lost. Uh, if lost was a vibe, this would be the movie. Lo-fi. I would say it's spooky. I mean, the stuff that happens is like. Mm-hmm. creepy stuff you know if you're into that type of thing creepy little things creeping around well, yeah i, I think mean, in particular with this one feeling of being stalked the tone is also real ominous like it's supposed to feel real and that, yeah that's the big thing about yeah what we were talking about towards the marketing towards it the, the push on this yeah. which mm-hmm. added such an atmosphere to it originally yeah it's like you're if you haven't seen yeah, yeah it's like if you're watching <laughs> watch this for the first time it is um yeah, it's just you have this in the back of your head, especially when it first came out. It was just like you have this in the back of your head. It's like, wow, like I'm watching the last video that these three people who still have been found mm-hmm. have made. You know what I mean? Like that in and of itself is like I, haunting. I remember being fascinated with where they found this footage. Like, okay, so if this happened, like, where did they find all this to make a movie out of it? Well, that funny was enough, like my big yeah, I, I think yeah, and then they go into that in the documentary stuff. Is that like right. you know, there's a team going out like to the uh, a different site under the rubble of it was under like a rubble of a right. wall, but like how could it have got yeah. there? I can't. Mm-hmm. I'm a scientist, so this doesn't make sense. But I think it just materialized. Is something <laughs> I think that is that Curse of the Blair Witch. Yeah. Is that what it's in? Which I remember that was like clips of UCF the thing before I saw it. Remember, it. right? I know. Yeah, yeah. which is fun. The two guys who made it went there. Mm-hmm. they say that at the beginning of curse of blair witch or no they don't i think i watched something about you know right because curse of the blair witch is still YouTube. about it being right. real so it's i think it's making it seem even more real because it's like almost like a regular thing where they're interviewing experts and like so like i wonder today people that knew them somebody watching it who hasn't seen it watching it for the first time i mean they probably know the 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 kind of yeah. This everything is, about it it doesn't yeah, i don't be hard not be to. hard not like the first time i saw star wars i knew things of star wars so like i obviously oh i didn't well yeah. well not necessarily like i like, was fortunate that way because i was, was well, very like the, early sometimes the mythos precedes I, the nightmare yeah. on elm street most of these horror movies i knew who all the slashers right, were that you may know be all a the better big slashers and things about them like but yeah yeah but this one i feel relied not relied but it was a very heavy on that premise of it being real that you can't recapture 
I feel like. Yeah, totally. It, it was such a moment and it's hard to well, redo. It is. Well, it's, I think like once the genie's out of the bottle with that concept, it's very hard to replicate it uh, in a manner from the first time that that's happens. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I remember having like discussions. Like a virgin. Like mm-hmm. a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so our next question deals with if there's anything unusual about it for the genre. And the fact is that it, the most unusual thing is that it like catapults the genre. I know there are things before Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Totally. Like you've it. got like, um, what was it the last broadcast? Yeah. Which is supposed to be based on like them trying to figure out like the Jersey Devil and a bunch of, you know, uh, very similar kind of like found yeah. footage. And they're trying to like, they're, but it, the difference is like they're trying to build it while the this fake this documentary is going on about it and obviously the ending is very different and more mm-hmm. absolutely more based in reality than um uh blair witch sure but like it's yeah like i think it's because they bent really hard into the supernatural aspect of it i think that's what made this so different than its predecessors at the time and i think that's what excelled it to the point of like not only is it like supposed to be real, it's real and paranormal. But I think they did well. The the fact that like, especially accidentally not showing the Blair Witch, you don't see really uh, anything yes. that's terribly, besides maybe the smacking and the noises and stuff. It's still in this weird realm that it, maybe it's someone fucking with, like that it could be mm-hmm. real ish. Cause you don't see like blatantly supernatural events. Right. Exactly. You see weird stuff, but not. There is a theory that it's um, actually it is a snuff film in which Mike and Josh are taking Heather out into the woods and they kill Heather, and then they're on the run now after this point. Oh, (laughs) I didn't know if you knew that. I mean, it's funny to have that. Yeah, that's just one of the. Yeah, this is not real. You know what I mean? It's funny to make up some alternative theory. Like, oh, you know what actually happened is that. Uh, Michelle was the Blair Witch all along, and she just lured them out there and needed, uh, pl- was planning on killing Josh, but they always take him in twos. So she, uh, the Mike was facing the corner when she was killing Josh, actually. And I'm just, I got this, guys. I got this done. <laughs> I got this done. All right. There's no real message of this movie. Don't fuck with the witch. The fuck with things yeah. you don't know. Yeah. There's nothing. I don't think it's a metaphor for anything. It right? wasn't yeah, trying to be anything no. besides pretending kind to be a, like, a found this is footage. What happens, this is what happens when you <laughs> That's poke the message. Bear. Yeah. 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 The message is good marketing will do everything for you. It'll launch <laughs> yes. a genre. Exactly. So no, so this setting, familiar with it. Yes, definitely. I mean, yes, I think sure. kind of spoke I'm to a it. big camper. Hanging out in the woods. I mean, me and my friends, I I had a VHS camcorder growing up that I would always play around on. I would play in the woods with it. <laughs> like it do oh, shit. Sure. Like, like it, it, it hit on so many levels of like, just not that I could do it, but like I could, I don't know, do mm-hmm. it. I th- Totally. Yeah. yeah. It seems yeah. attainable. Plausible. For a little, yeah. Tangible. For a little film boy, it was uh, inspiring. Right. Yeah. It's a tangible goal. Um, no, uh, the woods in this, uh, it brought me back to growing up in New Jersey and having like a huge amount of acreage behind our farmhouse that was just woods that we just mm-hmm. ran in all the time. Also, the impending fear of getting lost in the woods, if you've ever been lost in the woods, is 
the worst feeling on the planet. I've never been and, like lost, lost, but yeah, I've had like a moment of being like, wait, turned around for a moment. I've got, is- turn, I've got turned around. I've never been in any woods where it would be where I'm off a path. <laughs> Uh, oh, where it's yeah. big enough that it would be a problem if I got lost. It mm-hmm. like it would it wouldn't be fun, you know. It might be a day's hike, but eventually, no matter what direction I walk in, I'd run into something. You know what totally. I mean? Within totally. that day, uh, right? But one thing I thought, which I never would have thought, is now that I've done some real hiking through woods, not in trails and like real woods. Like God, the bugs would be so bad; they'd just be covered <laughs> in bug bites. This would suck. Well, they're <laughs> up north. It's not as bad. Mm. Uh, as where it is down by you guys but it, yeah mm. they definitely would be i don't know what time of year i think it's i, I forget uh when they're filming it looks I think it coldish because you know there is one day where the day that it is raining a bunch they that is one of the times they had to break production because all of the like their gear and shit got soaked i think mm. they they found like a local house and like hung out there with some random people <laughs> like the <laughs> actors did and like i think because everything got rained out the directors couldn't like get a hold of the actors and then later found them just hanging out drying out wow yeah in the house <laughs> you know it gets too fucking wet okay so that ends us with our those questions here and we're going to move on to our last bit before we get into our ratings for tonight so now we move on to the last or excuse me we move on to last six project there's a third blair witch movie just called blair witch project with no the mm. that's so that's uh, what i'm no. doing here uh, <laughs> uh villain level one through ten what is how are you rating blair witch rusted par <laughs> i mean um oh man like uh it's gonna sound crazy i'm gonna say a 10 because i you can't get that out. does sound crazy if you just can't get out although you don't see a lot of the craziness that goes on is that like that villain has them like there's no way of getting out of that situation mm-hmm. so like that's why i feel like it's just that yeah but i feel like we're doing we've it we've, seems we've, like we've done these more based on an actual villain than the concept of the villain yeah well um, a little bit of a combination of both like it's a matter of like how good like is it like a freddy krueger like it's an amazing uh, iconic villain type of thing i think the blair witch i i would rank her probably around an eight meaning because that's a personal thing it's always been effective right. for me but i don't have a clear image of what she is yeah so that that lens really to, does or like does. like it's limited unless you get into like the later movies like especially mm-hmm. the third one goes into some other stuff as well which would change things but based on this one here that's where i'm going to put it but that's also again a lot of this is coming from my love for the movie and right yeah. so i would have said like a three or a four <laughs> Yeah, maybe I'll scoot it to a nine. I don't know. I mean, but I agree. She's powerful as fuck. Like, if like regardless of what else she can do, you're seemingly trapped in an area that you can't escape from. You know, time pocket. Yeah, dude. But there's a chance if you just. It seems like if you just don't go to the Blair Woods, right, you'll be fine. Sure, but people be fucking around. Yeah, sure, but I just mean like a lot. Like I understand. Well, compared to pandemic type of thing, something that's going to take over the whole world very true or even yeah i don't know a town because i mean i just don't go to certain towns and you avoid some serial killers that would rank a 10 so i'm just thinking about how we did like the plague and wreck too oh yeah i think yeah 
I think, but I never think of it as the situ- I'm already in the situation. That's how I rank the villain, not if I can avoid the situation. I think I'm ranking outside sense. of the situation, just looking at it on a scope. So, like, I'm not, when I if I were to go to rank Freddy so Krueger, so I'm an innie, you're an Audi. <laughs> It's definitely not an Audi. Gross. I don't know. Sorry. I'm still figuring this out. <laughs> that belly button deep, boy. <laughs> that deep belly button. <laughs> it's all the way to my back. Oh my I, I just got a hole going through me. Actually. But yeah, like, because like, yeah, f- I don't know. I lost my train of thought there. But Freddy Krueger, I would rank a 10. I'm not thinking about like how I would interact with him in the universe. I'm thinking about that character. As a, villain. As, a villain. as a villain i don't know if i figured out how i'm doing it in yet, the scope but... of like it, yeah, it, it's compromise yeah. of like yeah, what is their character what do they look like what are their powers and some of those things can oh, kind of in the in the scope of their ecosystem sure but i i it. guess it's so like it's if it's something that inescape is inescapable does that automatically make it a 10 and if not how far do i drop it from a 10 like that's based know, on your skill. <laughs> so I guess I'll give it a four <laughs> because yeah, if it's unescapable, but it looks like something like really stupid that you don't care about. Okay. I would say that would rank that lower, but if it's like this really cool iconic figure, that's also does something that's inescapable right. or even kind of just slightly cooler and does something like that's going to yeah, right, right, you know, right, right. raise your average type of thing. So so what it was uh, yeah that's kind of a, a mixed level and she rates well we'll we'll get all these ratings down and that's how we can have gonna have we can get all these ratings down and that's how we can have them kind of like battle each other at the end Ooh. of like the oh, that'd be fun. stuff add to that with our with i was our thinking i do want to collect stuff. a lot of the stuff we're doing and like mm-hmm. so everything has like a page of all the stats <laughs> stats baby we're gonna ha- stats heavy and then our end of the year draft which is <laughs> it's, it's gonna be crazy we're gonna have a, a much bigger Oh, movie yeah. catalog to pull from that should be a lot of fun mm-hmm. if you if you haven't heard go back to listen to our one year anniversary episode where we wrapped up that year by kind of just drafting different characters from things we covered and having them you know battle in a sense whatever go listen sure. to the episode it's fun we'll get there yeah. okay we, we made our own x-men yeah and, that's, yeah. <laughs> and we're like go at it uh does this deserve a sequel should there be a sequel so you know obviously um, without knowing there are what would you say based on this movie and how would you <laughs> How would you do it? What would you want? Yeah. Um, I would definitely say no, because the whole appeal of this original first one that we've talked about so much is that this is real. And even when it comes out later, you still like want to have that this is real thing. And mm-hmm. I feel like sequels just kind of dilute that. Obviously, it'd be I'm assuming the sequels aren't the same people, but it's still just I don't know. It, to me, it dilutes it. I haven't seen the sequels. I don't know how. I've heard the third one people like maybe. I I personally enjoy it. I didn't hate it, but it's it's Oh. I have a soft spot for Book of Shadows. Book of Shadows is funny. That has a burgerness in it. Yes, it does. Michael? Yeah. yeah. Jeffrey God, Donovan what? or whatever yeah. his name is, yeah. What was I just it's fucking watching? Wild. <laughs> oh, poker face. The- uh Benjamin Brad says that he's like makes a yeah. bird notice reference yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sorry it's fun stuff i was a big bird notice boy i've seen every episode <laughs> yeah i mean i mean if book of shadows wasn't a thing and this is directly off i feel like if to pull off a sequel this would have to have been shot and done very close to the original and like maybe a wreck like, 
Yeah, like a rec too, where like you have you have uh, <laughs> like a college something go out to like record more of the areas that had happened and like the discrepancies. Or honestly, a sequel could be where the tapes got found. Small search that, party or something. Well, that's yeah, kinda, yeah. They kind of do the tape thing and the other thing. Or uh, if it's a right. continuation thing, it could just be like their college film friends came to find them and filmed it. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Simple as that. Yeah, just carried that on for sure. <laughs> I mean, you could see. I don't know if we'll ever cover it, but the third one, like I said, we 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 might dabble into it. Tries to who knows, you know, continue the the lore of the Blair Witch, and you learn mm-hmm. a little bit more, and it's fun and stuff. All right. So, would you buy the soundtrack or score out of vinyl? Do you want like just dung, bunk, like industrial rocks sounds, crashing. rocks yeah. crashing and children I mean, giggling and women cackling and i'd listen to it i'd buy it oh yeah <laughs> um yeah josh just to have it yeah, yeah there's mike no, um, I, yeah. I, I i'd own it i don't know if i'd ever play it okay that's Makes gonna sense. be a no for me dog yeah i don't think this guy's going for it and that's okay anything action figure worthy i mean todd mcfarland I, certainly just, thought so when there was nothing <laughs> there <laughs> right um yeah. Oh man, no. I this one no. For I don't think uh, so. That's uh, also going to be a no for me. I mean, Unless like I feel like, like if they made sick, the characters, you would I'd totally buy them get it. Now, but you're a little but Blair like, Witch dog guy. Exactly. You know? it, I wouldn't. I mean, not upon it, release. I mean, maybe well, I a would. like right. a stick person. Like maybe like an oversized stick person. That's like well, a, that'll be our I, next question. Yeah, I yeah. feel like that's a great answer for the next question. Funny enough, we'll get it. Remind me, stick person. <laughs> what merger prop would you want from the film? Oh, stick, stick person. person. <laughs> hey, thanks for the reminder. Um, <laughs> apparently, one of the endings they wanted to have was this giant stick person thing chasing them. What? Glad they did not do that. Yeah, that was it. Well, like, I guess it the- could have not would have not been captured anyway. That's actually d- is what chased them. <laughs> that is, yeah. I like to pretend it was. They tried to do that scene there. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, so uh, that would be a great merch or prop for sure. A uh, pile of rocks. <laughs> I have that. <laughs> would, be, would be a great one. Um, oh, dude, yeah, I think the stick, the stick person, but as a um, air freshener, like you know, how you oh, got yeah. this, That's like a good. cinnamon broom. You know what I mean? Just good. have the wicker and then done and then dipped. Yeah, perfect. yeah, that yeah, that'd be a great like what they gave out when you saw the movie but they couldn't oh, do that when it first came out because it totally spoils the effect <laughs> <laughs> oh that'd be the worst <laughs> you go in to like see this movie you think it's all real they give you like an air freshener <laughs> <laughs> oh god that'd be ridiculous okay so we're, we're swapping out our last question here about making our mothers upset. And we kind of talked about it before. And Sam had a great suggestion here. A midnight showing. Um, would you go to a midnight showing? And what would you throw at the screen at what parts? I think oh, is a good nice. question here. I think a map at the lake yes. or at, at the screen. At the when yeah. He talks about kicking T- that uh, fucker in. Tissues at Heather when she's crying. I'm so sorry. Oh, God. <laughs> Just things of Kleenex. Oh, yeah. my God. Absolutely. 100%. Um, um, maybe throw cigarettes at the screen when they're all out of cigarettes and Josh asks for a cigarette. Uh, that's cigarette a good one. It just, yeah. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> I don't know if I have any more, but I like those ones. Those are, yeah, fun. Those, those are some good ones right there. We'll mm-hmm. think about that, uh, 
more, but that's a, a great question to come up with. So with all that being said, we've ended our, our questions for the night and we're going to move on to our ratings. So it's time to, I don't know, pull out our pair of um, wire cutters as yeah. we uh, rate this film because we're going to chop some fingers off. On this show, we like to use a rating scale of zero to five fingers. Each finger adds to the score with more fingers equaling a higher score. Don't forget, you can chop off half a finger as well as no fingers. This scale was created by Sam, which we have all fine-tuned to our own you know, self, but we all use this kind of interchangeable thing here. And we sure. hope you uh, join in as well and let us know your scores. I'll kick us off tonight. First one we're going to go with is engaging. I think I mentioned it before when I was writing notes for this. I found myself pulled back into the film and was highly engaged. You know, I'm also able to walk away and come back in at any moment and be just as engaged because I know it so well. So, of course, it's going to get a one. Sticky. Has this movie stuck with me? It's very much so. I, I watched it within the past year before knowing we were going to do it for this before before uh and i it it, it's one that has always left an impression on me it's it's going to get a full finger t-shirt of all yes i could see so many cool designs i haven't seen them or got i don't think i own any blair witch stuff but i haven't found the perfect shirt for it but there's definitely things that could be easily done and i would rep that 100 percent full finger cockles oh it does so many things for my cockles like i said when i was a young little boy and like it gave me the feeling of like i could i could do this also in the sense of like being a weird little paranormal kid half wanting to go out and discover something like this not necessarily get Mm -hmm. stuck in the time loop always thinking of myself as like the you know the hero syndrome of like i'll be the one to get out of it and show my footage type of thing totally you're gonna prove you're gonna prove it you'll be the one so that's a full one. Oh, you're the one. I'm the one. <laughs> Rewatchable. I've watched this many times. Like I said, many times. Full one. Full five. Uh, lobbing it off. It goes in there. The the witch can have my fingers. Wrap them up in a nice little bundle and give it to one of you guys. As if there was any question. Yeah, right? Where was that going to go? Okay. Uh, Sam, we're going to go over to you. Okay. Uh-oh. <laughs> so... <laughs> let's, let's do this uh engaging that's gonna be half a finger i was i was really curious because again i had not seen this movie since theaters and then i'm pretty sure i remember running it from blockbuster when it first came out mm-hmm. but you know 20 plus years i was like great adult brain started all these found footage movies this would be interesting how i take it in this time um but I was into it sort of the first half and then maybe once the second act started, once it, once there started being more tension between all the characters, I just got really like, I don't, I'm not into this. And it just sure. got further and further. So 0.5 there because mm-hmm. I was interested, but it just kind of pulled me out. Sticky, it's getting half a finger for Sticky and that's only because it's like, it's just got pop culture status. There are just mm-hmm. certain things that are always going to be in my head from it, and no right. matter what. Um, so it is there for that. T-shirtable? It's not T-shirtable. I can't cut off a finger for T-shirts. I just, I don't can't like do it. it that much. And it, I'm sure some designs would be cool, but not cool enough for to override 
how much I like it. Uh, speaking of how much I like it, cockles, no fingers there as well. <laughs> oh, it, wow. It uh, does not cockolate me in the least. Um, I have no nostalgia for it. Uh, all my nostalgia is for the excitement for it and like just the it being in the ether at the time mm-hmm. and rewatchable. I probably won't watch this again unless like my kids want to see it. Uh, so that's no fingers there. All right. Which gives it a one, but that does not feel right in my heart. Um, so I've grown an extra finger for respect and gratitude for kicking off a genre, and I'm cutting that off just oh. to kick it up to a two at least. Because <laughs> right. one All doesn't right. sit right with me, even though that's what the fingers say. Um, what the fingers say. Okay. Uh, so that's two from Sam Ross. What are you going to do? Um, I am going to... All right. So uh, one for engaging, one for sticky. Okay. T-shirtable, it definitely has a one. Like, there's so many cool combos that you could do where it's like, I'm thinking like the the stickmen and the doorway that's hollow I and then did. all the weird prints of the children's hands and shit would be it's horrifying. I did have um, a t-shirt when I was a little kid. I did get one. I think it was just a logo a with a stick yoke. man behind yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, that's fucking at this point in our lives. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry. Oh, no, no. It's all right. No, it all I, came I, back I, to me. It's all coming back. I know you had a poster, didn't you? Probably. I feel like <laughs> when I first came to your house, like at your parents' house, there was a Blair Witch poster on your wall. I probably had a hat yeah. too. A banner. Right. Uh, cockles uh cockles i'm gonna give it a full finger for cockles um just god man just the nostalgia of just like when i first saw this Mm. how it impacted me and even watching it like a million times you're still i still get a i still get like a sliver of that feeling still that's how i know it's a good movie for me it's like Ah, you're never gonna get the full jolt when you see stuff like that for the first time Right, like you still get a little bit of that, like, yeah, like I still get I got uh, your cockles. Fr- it's I, never, I, it's I, never that first trip down Muck Street. No, gunk, gunk, gunk Street. <laughs> so this is uh, Brian. This is the only part that I deviate from. I'm gonna give a half a finger for rewatchable. Uh-huh. Um, I do enjoy this movie a lot. I just don't watch it that often. I think mm, like mm-hmm. it's not a uh, it's not like on a full rotation for me. You know what I mean? Like this is like if if it's if this is brought up in conversation, it'll spark me to be like, man, maybe I'll you know rewatch that if it's easily accessible to me. If it's not, if it's like a renting scenario, obviously I think we all have physical copies of this movie, but uh. I don't think no. Sam does. No, he's like, <laughs> Seriously? Uh, no. I, I you just hear us rating? Yeah. But yeah, you no, how I hadn't seen it since I read it at Blockbuster <laughs> when it came out. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the only one that gets to me, man. I you know, I don't know what it is, but it's just it's not it's not on just super heavy rotation. So yeah, I'm gonna okay. give it a four four point five, man. I feel I feel comfortable with that. All right. Makes sense. So to finish up the tonight's episode, we're gonna close out with our final two questions. First does the Blair Witch Project belong in the Treadle Club crypt? To qualify, it needs to have an average score of over four fingers. So Sam, does it make it in? I know it doesn't. <laughs> no, I'm so sorry. It's okay. <laughs> it's a 3.8. Yeah, I was really a, hoping uh, Ross's yes, score yeah. would 
get it yeah. there. I don't even. Let me see if if he had done it, a it five. It would have gave it a four. It would have gave it a four. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, but I gave it a two. Hey, I could kick it to a two five. There's but always I time be for it I already to come gave back. An extra finger. <laughs> like, At the end of the year, when we re-rate, there's always chances for things true. to to move around. So we'll leave it there for now. And to finish us off, I'm going to ask us our final question of the night, which is going to pertain to found footage. And so we had the sensation of the Blair Witch Project is this real thing that happened. What would be in your alternative universe as the first big found footage thing that you think is real? What would you want that to be? Mm. I mean, I know my answer immediately, and it's already been like kind of made, but not popular as a movie. It'd be like some sort of alien contact. Oh, like, like that uh, thing on Fox when we were kids. That, yeah. Like, alien the one where they're in the fucking. They, well, that, but there was like, one. That's there's got to be uh, real. I wish I remember the name off the top of my head. There is this one like they showed that is a found footage type of thing of like these guys at a farmhouse. The aliens come and they're like shooting at them and all this shit. And they get like, it was terrifying. And it was played on Fox. I forget what it's called. I'll look it up while you guys give your answer. Oh, (laughs) sure. Um, This is a weird one because the last broadcast talks about the Jersey devil. Mm -hmm. I would love to have a found footage with an actual Jersey devil would be super cool for me oh so you're going you just want a real monster like a real (laughs) monster i just okay um i think quarantine would have been a great one to like believe is real because it would have just been like fucking so scary to think that that was real (laughs) that's that's very true (laughs) so that'd be mine as much as i love deadstream i think it works better it wouldn't, I don't think it would work better thinking it was real as something that would actually be scary. So this probably is true of what I did think. It, it was called Alien Abduction Incident in Lake County. I believe this is the right one. It was a TV movie in 1998. So it's an hour and a half long. It was technically a movie. And it was, I think, being put out like that um, alien autopsy shit of being a real thing. So yeah, that was it. I saw it and it scared the fuck out of me. So that's why I was ready for like, oh my God, there's another one with a witch now. (laughs) (laughs) It's all coming out, man. It's all coming out. Yeah, a little fucking conspiracy (laughs) me. Just hanging out, going to, you know, UFO.com and be like, yeah, the government all knows everything. All right. That's what we're going to end today. (laughs) And that does it for the channel movie club meeting for tonight thank you both for joining me thank you for having me thank you very much uh go ahead follow at travel sam on letterboxd at ross purvis on instagram at both of us or all of us at shuttle the pod instagram and slasher jump mm-hmm. into our discord mm-hmm. hey you know what if you've been listening this long that means you might like something about us so i'm going to challenge you go ahead and find a friend that you know does not listen uh, to shuttle the pod and introduce us and yeah. see if we can Get their cockles going. <laughs> <laughs> Should we rock your cockles? See what yeah. we can do you for your friend's cockles. Let's rockle some cockles. If this feels and... good to you, think about how much your friend would like it. And then Bring their cockles fun... on over here. And then you can have fun cockling together. Exactly. And exactly. text each other some cockly shit. It'll be nice. <laughs> It'll be real fun and great. So do that and then jump into the Discord and we'll talk about it and have a good time. You know what? We're going to get out of here. Don't forget about all the places to get at us. And until next time.
to say, would you, <laughs> would you rather experience the Blair Witch Project or the Outwater? <laughs> I know. I thought that too, and I was like, come on now. <laughs> I think Ross would go crazy and go to Outwaters just to experience like, just a Lovecraftian hellscape. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, God, I hate, I hate this decision, but I kind of like this decision. It'd be like almost like uh, in the last segment on VHS ninety nine when they go to hell. <laughs> yes, that's honestly <laughs> that's what, what I was you're thinking. You're imagining, like, yeah, th- yeah. <laughs> I was <laughs> just like better lighting. 